0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti, and I love it. This is the weekly checkup from the neck up. This is an opportunity for us to talk about what's going on with you. This is a show that is designed and geared toward helping provide you a space to get out whatever's on your mind, and also get some insight. So it's a little bit different of a show. Our focus is solely around bringing you peace. I definitely want to thank everyone who's tuning in tonight. I know there are people who are tuning in from places all over the world and different countries. I know there are people who are tuning in who are currently incarcerated. And I want to say welcome to everyone who's tuning in tonight. We're all facing something that is absolutely unique. We're facing a situation that is different than anything any of us has faced before. And I want to lead this show, I want to give a lead into this show with words of wisdom from my grandmother. My grandma Jay, uh, when she was in her, Jesse Sable, when she was in her senior year, she had a quote that was under her picture in her yearbook. And it said, and listen to this, and mind you, her she's from the greatest generation. She's from the generation of the people who went through the Depression, who went through World War II. And I want you to hear this, because this is what my grandma's quote was to get her through. Nothing is too difficult to accept. Let me say that again. Nothing... It's too difficult to accept. To me, my grandma will always be with me. She passed away December 2nd, 1995. My grandma will always be with me. And tonight she's with all of us. Because her words are words of wisdom. I'm so grateful my dad sent me that today to have a picture of those words. Because these words resonate. These are powerful. Nothing is too difficult to accept. But maybe you're struggling, maybe you're afraid, maybe you have anxiety, and that's understandable. My goodness, maybe you're at home and you're thinking, I should be grateful that I'm spending more time with family, but the reality is that you're in more arguments than what you might like to be in. If you are, I would love for you to give me a call. Here's the number, 866-391-1020. So if you're struggling with anything right now, give me a call. When you call in, you can be anonymous if you want to. You can tell me your name. You don't have to tell me your name. All I really want to do is bring you peace. We're all going through a lot right now. And it's okay, whatever you're struggling, whatever your thoughts are, it's okay. Because this isn't easy. This isn't something we have we were really ready for. And we... there are going to be lessons. Listen, tonight I'm really, this this show is important because I've really been reflecting on if we can take lessons, if we can take lessons from what we're seeing, what would those lessons be? And I have some powerful lessons for you tonight. One of those lessons is this. We have a tendency to think that People should be responding the same way we're responding, on an individual basis. And that makes sense. Look, it also makes sense that when we're in fear, or when we have anxiety, we have a tendency to personalize the experience that we're having. And so I've, I'm in a position where I speak to people all over the world, and I've had an opportunity to talk to people in different countries and when I speak to people who are in pain, when they're struggling with fear and anxiety, it makes sense why they personalize it. But what I do is then shine a little light. I shine a light and say, look, there are literally every country, every per- the whole planet is experiencing this. This isn't personal toward just you. This is all of us. We're in this together. It's a new obstacle for us. And we need each other. We need each other now more than ever. And we, there, we we might think that however you might think, however you're experiencing this, other people are experiencing it the exact same way. And you're right to some extent. There are some people who are experiencing it the way you are. But there are also people who are experiencing it differently. There was a Zen master. And this Zen master, he... Um, he would really just, he had this groove. When people came to see him, he would basically just hold up a thumb. And as he held up his thumb, people would find enlightenment. And so the, this, this master was—he became a legend, right? People would just come to see him from all over. And he would just hold up a thumb and they would find enlightenment. So there was a young student. There was a young uh, young man who was a monk at his monastery. And so this young man, he, uh, a very young young, young kid, he would watch the master every day, day in, day out. He would watch him. He would watch him hold up that thumb. And so one day the master was uh, traveling. And, and so because he was traveling, the people still came to see him. But the young monk thought, well, I can do what he does. So he sat up in his chair, and when people would come, he would just hold up his thumb. At the end of the day, when the master returned, he said, master, master. When people came today, I just sat up in the chair. I did exactly what you did. I just held up my thumb like this. And he held up his thumb. And the master pulled out a knife and cut off his thumb. (gasps) But then the master said to him, What is Zen? Show me Zen. And the young monk held up his thumb, or at least what was left of his thumb. And the master held up his thumb. So the two of them, side by side, holding up their thumbs, the young monk, when he saw his severed thumb, he became enlightened. In that moment, he became enlightened. And here's why. He became enlightened because when he looked at his thumb, he realized that he cannot imitate or replicate someone else's experience of life. Looking at his severed thumb, he recognized that it was his own unique experience. And here's the lesson for us, for you, for me. For all of us right now, we're all experiencing coronavirus in a similar way. We are. But yet, each and every one of us has our own unique perspective. And when we really understand that, we stop trying to force people around us to have our same perspective and instead can embrace and respect each person's perspective for her or his own. Look, I am I want to talk to you. So if you want to talk, if you're struggling and you say, I want to figure this out, give me a call, 866-391-1020. It's really interesting because I'm recording from home tonight, as everyone is, right? We No matter where you are, no matter what your network is or anything, most people are recording from home. And I've made a career out of being authentic, so really authentically. Look, I'm at home, and I'm going to be honest, my wife and I made a video this week about life in quarantine and advice to help get you through it, and I'm inviting my wife to come on the show tonight to talk about this, so I'm really excited for her. It was interesting because last week I had one of my favorite people on the planet, Secretary John Wetzel, on the show, but, you know, it's interesting when you're doing this stuff from home, we're all plugging away and doing new things and when we're recording from a distance, sometimes it's difficult to hear and the technology. Look, we're blessed with the technology that we have. But my sister gave me a really great insight. She said, look, the internet's inundated with more people right now because more people are at home, more people are online. And sometimes there are echoes on different shows or delays, but we're really blessed to have the technology we have. And we're really blessed to be able to give people the type of communication that we now can have and i'm really blessed and excited to be able to give you all the information i'm going to give you tonight 866-391-1020 is the number i'm dr christian conti this is emotional management on kdka radio welcome back i'm dr christian conti If you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866-391-1020, and I'm going to welcome onto the show my wife, Kristen, who is a certified hypnotherapist, and oh yes, my wife of 20 years. Welcome to the show, Kristen.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a long drive in, but I made it just in time.
0: (laughs) See, that's what I love. I love the authenticity. The truth is we are here at home, and she was able to drive down the steps and come on in come on into the studio. So we made a video this week about life in quarantine. And it's on YouTube. If you want to check it out, go to YouTube. Uh, go to YouTube and type in Dr. Christian Conti, C-O-N-T-E, and you'll be able to see it. It's called Life in Quarantine. Um, but in this, let, first let me start with this. We live in the same house, but yet the reality is we have different experiences of all of this, as all people do. I just talked about the, 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 the thumbs. So tell me about your experience with all this.
1: Um, I think it, it happens in, in stages. And I think one of the first things that I first assessed with the whole process was um, kind of comparing it to grief. Um, you know, there were different stages. There was kind of a disbelief, um, a, a lack of acceptance of it being the new normal. And um, just kind of coming to terms of trying to figure out how to uh, make this my new reality and accepting it. And I think the the sooner I accepted it and kind of just you know this is it, let's go, let's be present with this. This is the new normal for now. Um, it kind of just helped everything kind of dissolve and get into place. But it's it's interesting, like going through different stages of like I've, you know as a as a mom and a wife, I went into caretaker mode immediately and just kind of thought you know, what food do we need? What things, you know, do I need to have in the house? And I think, you know, a lot of parents kind of probably went into that mode as well. So that was kind of my perspective, you know, at first.
0: And I think, look, I was talking in the, in the prison, I was in the prison today and I was talking to guys and, and I think there are a lot of people who are thinking that this really isn't that big of a deal Um, it's, 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 come on, I can't see this. Why, what's the big deal about this? How is this different than anything else? And I really worked hard. I wanted to validate people because the truth is, if that's your perspective, that's your perspective, but there is something different about this. It is, it's just something different about it.
1: Of course, it's something that we've never really experienced before. So, um, we definitely have a lot of questions. I'm going to start with the first one. Um, Dr. Conti, my husband and I have, gen- have had a generally happy marriage for the past 12 years. We have two children and both work full time. During this quarantine, we are both home and I'm feeling overwhelmed and agitated and seeing cracks in my marriage. Please help. We have always been so close and happy, but this pressure cooker situation is definitely taking a toll. Any advice? Thanks in advance.
0: All right, this is a great, great question. And you've
1: heard we've heard this a lot yes. from a lot of people.
0: Yes, yes. And so I love this because here's why. I don't love the fact that you're struggling. I definitely not. That's not what I'm saying. I love that you're reaching out and asking these kind of questions. But here's the deal. When we're in close proximity to people, we can tend to get agitated, irritable. We can be irritated by others in ways that we normally wouldn't if we had our normal distance. And so we're in close quarters. And sometimes for some people, that's great. To be honest, it's great for our family. Like we really enjoy our time together. We love our time together. But we're really well aware that there are families out there who are struggling. And when you're, you're forced into that pressure cooker. And so let me go with this. We have in our brain something called the hypothalamus. So the hypothalamus is the part of our brain that regulates hunger, thirst, body temperature. And what happens is this hypothalamus, this is the part of our brain that's it's in the middle of our emotional system. So if you're in close proximity, if you've got your if your body temperature's up, think about this, if you're overheated, if you're overtired, think about how you can create arguments that otherwise wouldn't be there. So yes, this predicament puts us in positions where we're struggling in ways that maybe we wouldn't normally be struggling. And so whereas we think we're supposed to be having everything be rosy and fine, the truth is this shines light on some areas where maybe people are struggling. And if you're struggling, I definitely want to hear from you. If we can call and give us a call, 866-391-1020. But this is what really was happening.
1: It is, and I think um, my advice for this would be that this isn't a normal situation. So don't make life-altering decisions from this stage. Like this is a very intense, very pressure-cookery kind of situation, and it is temporary. So as much as you can, maybe see things um, when you're not caught up in the everyday stuff. Like you might have almost under a mag, like a, a microscope, you might be seeing things differently. Don't necessarily make life altering decisions from this stage. You, it's, you can use it as an opportunity to work on your communication. You can use it as an opportunity to um, get outside the, the comfort zone and maybe the normal routine that you are in and do things differently. If what you're doing right now isn't working for you, um, you know, kind of start to think outside the box and come up with some creative ways to connect, take personal time for yourselves, Make sure that you're not on top of each other, you know, all day long or agitated. You know, make sure you can, if you can remove yourself from the situation, do that. But definitely change things up. This is a different situation. So try to do things differently. Work the problem differently.
0: I think that's smart. I think that's really smart. And Um, I
1: think we have a call.
0: Yeah, let's go to the phone lines right now.
1: Hello.
0: Hello. Hi, you're on uh, emotional management.
2: So I'm going to be anonymous, and uh, I work in a small grocery store. So this is a, you know, essential business, but it's part time, and it's, you know, it's low wages. You know, that's that's, you know, there's no benefits to go with this. So of course, you know, being in a grocery store, you know, you're up front, personal. You know, you know, people can cough and sneeze on you. So I guess I'm at high risk, but I can't afford to quit my job. So I don't know what to do. Mm. I don't wanna be sick and I don't wanna die from coronavirus.
0: Yeah. First and of all I, I'm I so I for, don't
2: know I can't obviously you can't get a job anywhere else.
0: Well, I mean, I do wanna I do wanna take a moment to thank you because I feel like I don't think I don't think you realize how much of a tremendous service you are providing for the world. And I know right now it feels like, oh, no, I'm, I'm kind of in a position where I'm forced to do this and I'm stuck. But at the same time, there's a part of you that is, you know, you, you chose the profession you chose. You're there and you're showing up to help people who really need help. But I definitely feel for you because you, you're right. You're around people who are, are coughing at times and things like that. And so what kinds of things have you done to, what kind of precautions have you taken?
2: Well, we, they, they do give us plastic gloves to wear in the, in the store.
0: Okay. Gloves. And do you wear any kind of uh, uh, mask or anything like that?
2: Uh, no. And I don't know if I could even get one. I mean, you know, the way you know, the way supplies are, I mean, right, right here, even, you know, even, I don't even know if I could even
0: get them out. Right, uh, right. And I think some people are using bandanas and things like that that they can use, anything that kind of inhibits or slows down uh, somebody doing that. So that might be something to even consider because sometimes when we're in the heat of something, we forget to consider some of that stuff um, at a minimum. But it's worth it to be able if you have a bandana or something like that, to tie around your neck um, or to tie around so be able to protect yourself in that way. But it is scary. It is really scary. Let me ask you this: since if it's okay to ask you, since you're being anonymous, how old are you?
2: I uh, just turned sixty. I'm not ready to just, die yet.
0: <laughs> no, no, you're no, you're not. And it's scary. Look, this is a scary time. So, what types of thoughts run through your mind when you're at work? Well, I can't get
2: unemployment, so I have to keep working until I guess until I get sick then.
0: Hmm. So, if you could pinpoint one thought that's been bothering you the most, what is it? Um,
2: I'm afraid I'm going to get sick. That's probably that.
0: All right, so let me let me let's go here. Let's go here. One of the best ways to protect ourselves, obviously, we take care, we do the, all the physical things we need to do, from the gloves and washing our hands and taking care of ourselves right. in that way. That's obviously our first step. But the other step, something that we really want to get to here, is being able to have a positive mindset, because remember, our mindset certainly drives even our immune system so if we're able to say to ourselves i'm healthy i'm strong and we repeat that to ourselves over and over again it certainly puts us in a more favorable position than if we say to ourselves things like oh no i'm afraid i'm afraid i'm afraid so i would love to have your self-talk be centered on empowering statements okay in other words start to say to yourself things like i'm strong i'm healthy I can handle this. And the more you say this to yourself over and over again, it cultivates an attitude of empowerment.
1: Kind of if you're going to be there anyway, if you're, if you're definitely going to stay and going to be there, maybe at least make sure that your thoughts are mentally good and healthy, strong thoughts.
0: Okay. I would love for you to stay on the line and come back with us. Um, and let's keep it rolling. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. We've got a whole lot more coming up after this. We're back. Welcome back to Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. We're on the phone with Anonymous, which I love and appreciate and respect. And um, you're working at a grocery store, 60 years old, 60 years young. Um, you're Kind of forced to go there because you have to go there in terms of financially it's, it's just something you need to do and so but you have a lot of concerns about it and we have concerns for you like we definitely are we we want to make sure you're safe for sure so tell me where you are listening to some of this stuff where are you with it right now it's
2: the beginning in words so uh, just to give you uh, qualify that. Um. Um, so where am I, where am I at now? Or
0: yeah, just, just sure thinking about out. this. I, okay, I'm so sorry. I, that that's my bad. And in, in terms of like thinking about, uh, this concept of being mindful of what's going through your mind and creating a strong mind to combat this, this mental attitude, how does that sit with you? Is that something that resonates with you?
2: Yeah,
0: I could do that. So every day I go to work, I could think about that. Yeah, like I, I, think that's, I think that's super important to be mindful of what your thoughts are because our thoughts are super powerful. So I want you to think about this, and this is something everyone out there listening can do. I want you to think about and, and do this for me. Think about biting into a lemon. Have you ever bitten into a lemon before? Or not? Have you ever? Can you imagine biting into a lemon? Yeah, it doesn't taste good. (laughs) No, no. And let me ask you this. Can you feel that pucker, if you really picture biting into it, can you feel that pucker of that sour taste?
2: Yes, I can.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I love that because, listen to this. What happened right there in this moment, we can downplay it. We can brush it off. But the truth is what just happened in this moment was powerful because you told yourself a thought and yet, you had a physical response to that thought, that that little bit of our um, puckering up. And I do it, too. I kind of do the same thing. I, I, every time I visualize it, I pucker up like I'm tasting it. And the power behind this is this. If our thoughts, if we can say words and create a feeling, then imagine how much more powerful the feeling becomes when we repeat certain words to ourselves. So... If you were to say to yourself all day long, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm healthy. Imagine the difference between that and, oh no, oh crap, oh no, oh crap, I'm scared. Okay. Tell me what that, that. yeah, yeah, tell me how that sits with you, thinking about that. Yeah,
2: that sounds good, because I could just about taste that lemon. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love it I love it listen I'm my wife and I we are sending you so much peace and also so much honor the fact that you're out there doing it every day um, there's so much honor in that and I understand that you're you might feel forced but I think there's a deeper meaning behind it and if, and if you could take some moments tonight to reflect in prayer or meditation around the idea that this is a part of your journey, um, I think that would be really powerful for you to reflect on that. And then think about the mental, the thoughts that you'll repeat to yourself throughout the day.
1: Okay. Thank you so much for what you're doing. We appreciate you a ton. We wish you much peace and safety, okay? Thank you for all your help
2: tonight.
0: Definitely. Thank you. We wish you much peace. Right. Thank you so much for calling in.
1: All right. Thanks. Bye.
0: So many people out there are struggling are in positions the way she's in I mean you're going to work you're doing this every day you know I took a moment I was I I was some of the corrections officers I do a lot of work in the prison system and, and some of the corrections officers I was coming by and I said look the fact that you come to work every day there are so many people out there doctors nurses. So many people on the front lines, but there are also people who are working at grocery stores and convenience stores and gasoline. Look, there are so many of you who are out there doing it, and it is scary. My goodness, we're an experience that we've never experienced before, and so I don't want to downplay that, not at all, but I do want to do whatever we can. So I was talking about this earlier today. It is this concept that I know you know, but I really want to highlight this we cannot the things we can't control if we focus our mental energy on the things we can't control we find ourselves not only burned out stressed out but we also find ourselves physiologically affected and so the most one of the most powerful things we can do is to focus our energies on the things that we actually can control
1: And that's, I think that's so important too, because right now there are things that aren't in our control. And there's so many things that we can focus on. Like, I don't know if there'll be food at the grocery store. I don't know if my job will be there tomorrow. There are so many things that we can't control. So I think that's super important to highlight during this time, what can we control? And oftentimes it might only be how I react to the situation. If there's so many things outside of my control, uh, what can I control? And I can control my thoughts about things. I can control my self-talk. I can control how I would react to something, the kindness I give, how present I am. And, and sometimes, you know, you can't, you can worry yourself sick. You can through repetitive, anxious thoughts and worry that can really become taxing on your body. And when you're worried about sickness and you're worried about getting sick, you want to not already have kind of like a a worried immune system per se, you know, like already have kind of like that, that energy in you so that maybe you're not quite as able to handle what's to come. So I think your, your thoughts are really important during this time.
0: So here's why I think it's really important what you just said. So you're a hypnotherapist and you're dealing with people's minds all the time and the thoughts drive those emotions. So saying that about paying attention to what those thoughts are doing, creating that.
1: Absolutely. Even if sometimes, you know, I'll say to my clients, like, even if you don't necessarily believe it wholeheartedly right now, even just saying those words to yourself temporarily in the beginning, maybe until, until you, they resonate with you a little bit more. But sometimes saying things like, you know, I'm capable, I'm able, I'm healthy, I'm okay. In this moment, you're physically here. So you're physically okay. If you're alive and you're here, you're okay in this moment and so focusing on the the gratitude of that and watching that expand you know what you put your mindset on and your focus on truly does grow and it becomes you know what's in the forefront of your mind so you know when you're you're focusing on what's working and what's successful what's what's going okay for you right now you really start to see that expand and see that gratitude expand and see you know that 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 take more of a, of a presence in your your forefront of your mind,
0: and we're talking about the things that are you know this is the the kind of the the COVID nineteen that's in everyone's foreground. No, I don't want to say everyone. That's in a lot of people's foreground. But actually, my point here is this: I know there are a lot of you out there who life didn't stop. Like if you were struggling with something else before this, it didn't just auto- automatically magically stop. And so Barbara wrote in just not too long ago and said, my daughter is struggling at school as she finds it hard to follow simple school rules and regulations in third grade. And I need advice, please. Barbara, thank you so much for your question. And also, this is a great reminder that this is the, the, the stuff that's happening with the coronavirus. That's huge in a lot of people's foregrounds, but that's not what is in everyone's foregrounds. The truth is a lot of people out there are struggling with everyday issues, and just because you're struggling with an everyday issue, I mean, listen, that didn't go away. We can't put that on pause. So let's let's talk about this.
1: And sometimes that everyday issue was actually heightened by the situation. Mm. So if you have a child who is struggling with school, and now all of a sudden you're at home, and instead of doing school in a structured environment, they're at home. Maybe there are other kids at the dining room table also doing homework or they have a parent at home that's working, and so they, they're kind of doing independent learning or virtual learning and, you know, trying to figure out a new computer and all this. So it, it adds another layer. So sometimes the situation that you are already in can become exacerbated and, and become more problematic because of what's going on.
0: Right. And so, so Barbara, let's talk about this. If your daughter's struggling at school, and maybe it's online school, maybe it's home school, or maybe it's school, and and wherever you are in the world, maybe that's maybe it's what's happening in her school. But here's the deal: your daughter is doing what she knows to do, and so if we want to teach her to follow the rules, we want to teach her that. But here's the thing: I want to be mindful about. We have a tendency to believe I've already told her, I've already I've already lined it all up for her, and I'm very passionate about parenting. I'm very passionate about teaching people that when we're trying to teach our children, sometimes it takes many times to teach that lesson. Sometimes when our children are really bright, we think, well, I already told them, so they should, air quotes, they should know. But the truth is they don't just know yet. And so Barbara, I would invite you to be very patient with your little girl, I would invite you to be patient, but I would also invite you to start practicing following the rules. When our daughter was very young, one of the things that we did was we would practice the game of freeze. Hey, ready, 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 freeze. Ready, 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 freeze. And that simple game to a very young child is a game that teaches them to understand how to follow instructions. And so you can practice, Barbara, you can practice a way to teach your daughter how to adapt and follow those rules. We got a lot more about this. Listen, this is a great. I really wanted to answer that question specifically because I know that there are a lot of you out there who are thinking, "I'm still dealing with this issue outside of this other issue," or as Kristen just said, the coronavirus just heightened the other issue we got a lot to get to tonight. If you're struggling, give us a call. 866-391-1020. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Welcome back. This is Emotional Management. It's your weekly checkup from the neck up. It's a show where you can call in and talk about whatever you need to talk about. I want to definitely be able to help you if I can. 866-391-1020 is the number. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Robert from Greensburg on the line. Robert, welcome to Emotional Management. I think all of you have been sprayed. All right, I think we lost that call, and that's okay. Let's talk about this question from Maddie. Maddie writes in and says, um, "How can uh, look, I'm a... Uh, Let's see. Thank you. Please. Could you please give us some advice? I'm a full time single dad and and my son won't do any homeschooling with me. So he says being at home can feel sad if you don't have stuff for your kids to do. So can you give some tips on things to do? That's a great question, Matty. Appreciate that a ton. Yes, being creative. My goodness, being listen. I'm sitting next to a wizard. I'm not going. I'm listen. I'm going to talk her up for a minute. She's the best mom I could ever imagine um, to our daughter, and she comes up with creative things all the time. I think the mindset is constantly trying to teach our daughter.
1: I I think so too, and I think I've heard this from so many friends and, and people in the community that. They appreciate the teachers that they had so much more. You know, they, <laughs> they kind of are saying like, oh, you know, when you told me my child was doing that, I didn't believe you. But now that I am trying to teach my child from home, I, I definitely understand that. Um, so, you know, that's so I, I definitely get that. And it's definitely harder to do, um, you know, from home. If, if you're not a teacher, it's, it's difficult. But I think one of the best things you can do is, to, you know, if you have the time to, to do some work with your kids, getting on their level and being present, seeing what they're into, asking them to explain it to you, um, really kind of just really getting on their level and just completely being immersed, and maybe taking what they're learning and using it in a few different formats. So if they're if they're learning math, maybe you know take it into uh, you know getting some fruits or vegetables, and take it into uh, a lesson where it's more practical or ap- applicable to to a real life kind of situation and just be creative with, with, with coming up with different things and, and don't, um, I think the, the thing that I'm seeing the most too is parents are being so hard on themselves. Mm. They're, they're saying, you know, I, you know, I don't know what to do. This was a rougher day. Um, it's okay. You're not, if you're not a teacher, you're not a teacher, you're doing the best that you can. This is a situation that is not normal. And, um, it's, it's 100% okay that you're trying your best. Um, And I think your mental state and you being at peace and being okay is more important than anything else. Your child will thrive more in that situation than anything else.
0: And uh, that's awesome. Let's go to the phone lines. Right now we have Julia. Julia, you're on emotional management.
2: Yes, sir. My concern is um, what happens if this virus doesn't, they can't stop it and it continues to make people sick and die?
0: yeah no, definitely. I can see how that would be a thought. I can definitely see how that could creep in as a thought. I think if you if you were to step back in your most wise position of your entire life, what do you really think about an answer? Well if you could give yourself an answer to that, what do you think that answer would be?
2: Oh my oh, I don't know. I would be concerned.
0: Okay, would you say throughout your experience in life that it's probably based off what you've learned in life that every situation will eventually be handled?
2: I guess. I don't know.
0: This is a different kind of a concern for me. Oh, heck yeah, it is. It definitely is. And when I hear that sigh right there, I can tell that you're feeling anxious, that you're feeling fear. And to be honest, it's scary. It's a scary situation. I want to ask you to do something right now, and I think this could be an exercise that I really would love for you to engage in. So here's my exercise for you. Let's just imagine you're an actress, and I'm paying you to give me an answer in the most calm, wise voice that you can give me. What answer would you give me if you were in the most calm, wise voice possible? I guess be patient. (laughs) I love it. Now, Julia, imagine that I'm being anxious right now and I ask you that. Can you tell me to be patient again, but tell it to me in a voice that's super calm? Oh, my.
2: No, you're doing awesome. I'm not not an actress.
0: That's great. You're you're doing doing great. You're doing amazing. And I know you're going to laugh, but I'm going to push you one more time. Now try it one more time. And this time really in the most calm way. What do you think I should do, Julie? I'm really anxious. Well, just try to calm down and be calm, I guess. Oh, I love it. I love your tone of voice. How'd that feel right there?
2: Well,
0: it feels okay. <laughs> you see, you the, the truth is you are your own best expert. And there are uh-huh. those of us out there who are you know, in the field and people say, oh, well, this is an expert. But the truth is you are your own best expert. I really believe my job is to hold up a mirror to people to help them see what's already inside them. And what's inside you, Julia, is a phenomenal human being who knows how to handle this, who knows, oh. based off it's true though but you've seen your life you've seen situations come up and yes there have been unique situations in the past Yes,
1: that was what was helpful for me too is you know if you if you do think about that if you think like oh my gosh when is this going to end is it ever going to end i think my my brain first wanted to go to has this ever happened before and and how did it you know and before and you know things have happened before where people thought everything was the end and wouldn't be okay and we see throughout history that you know there. are times in every generation like that and um all we can do is look to the past and see you know it's it's a struggle right now but take every day as it comes and know that this is temporary it does have an end date and um you know we'll get there we'll get there all
0: together though
1: okay well thank you for your time
0: definitely sending you much peace for sure thank you so much for calling yes sir bye so i think that all of us we have that inner voice of wisdom we have that inner voice of peace but sometimes we we kind of allow that the that voice of insecurity to take over and to be honest if we're if we're watching the news all day and we're seeing a bunch of flashing scrolling scenes across the bottom of the screen and
1: you can't help but not be affected by that of course i mean even if you don't take it all in like there's a part of your subconscious that's absorbing just what you're around, right?
0: Right. So here's my pro tip for you right now. Whatever you're experiencing, I would love for you to step back in your most calm and your wisest voice and try to give yourself an answer, a genuine answer. Because I believe when we do that, we can really find or tap into that wisdom inside of us. Hey, if you'd like to see the new video my wife and I did, it's called Life in Quarantine on YouTube. You just go to youtube.com and type in Dr. Christian Conti, C O N T E. We got a whole lot more. We got a whole second hour to the show coming up. We'd love for you to be a part of the show. 866 391 1020. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Welcome back to Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is your weekly checkup from the neck up. If you're struggling with anything, give us a call. 866-391-1020. We want to help you get through this difficult time. It is a difficult time. So, listen, I have to laugh. So, in the studio tonight with me, my wife, and we are... um, I was going through some of the questions for the show, and I came across this question. My wife and I just recently made a YouTube video called uh, uh life in quarantine so check it out on youtube one of the questions i got is is your wife single so kristen <laughs> what do you what do you say, <laughs> do you say to that is your wife single I'm
1: definitely not single <laughs> you
0: are not single that's really funny that's a funny question we get a lot of good stuff on the you, you get a lot of great questions um and some funny questions too so no kristen is not single sorry to tell you that <laughs> let's get to some other questions though
1: okay so uh here comes a bit of a turn (laughs) so we have a question um dr conti what advice do you have for those of us who are widowed or divorced and are isolated in this quarantine alone
0: so that's a great question and i actually talked to uh, someone today who is divorced and he said i don't have a chance to actually see my children right now i can only see them over facetime and I said, what's that like for you? And he said, I'm really struggling because they're my life, but at the same time, I know that's what's best for them. I said, my man, I looked him in the eyes and said, my man, that's phenomenal what you're doing because you're putting your children first and you're realizing what's best for them. Um, but that doesn't make it any less easy for you. And so I want to say the same thing here for this question. It's There's so many of you out there who are struggling with this. You're, you're either divorced, single, you're widowed. And so now this, it's not just loneliness, it's this isolation and not being able to connect. And so there are things you can do. I don't want you to feel hopeless because there are things you can do. And I think it's important to be proactive. If we sit by and we're passive and we kind of just wait for the news or things like that, we can really get caught up. But once we become proactive, we set goals. So my hope for you is that you set some goals. What is it that you'd like and then when you make those goals let's be clear about them and do what you can to connect and and stay connected with people just because we're not connected in person doesn't mean we can't connect in other ways
1: yeah and that's i mean it, it's rough because you know if you if you are widowed and you you're going through that kind of stage or in that part already and then you've gone through and you've Done different things in your life to kind of become more social, to create a whole new life for yourself. And then that kind of is put on hold. Like you may have gone out and found new friendships, new relationships, new social things. And now you're kind of, those are cut off. So, you know, you may have done all the right things to get through your grieving process already once, whether it's through, you know, being recently widowed or divorced and then now you have like that that work that you've done kind of taken away. So that that takes a minute to kind of, you know, again, coming back to what that new normal is and, you, you know, I think trying to figure out how to get right with that new normal and accepting it sooner than later. Like there, it, there are things that we, you know, right now can't control. And unfortunately, that's one of them. Uh, but it doesn't make it any less easy.
0: No, it doesn't. Look, Secretary John Wetzel was on the show last week, and he quoted from *Man's Search for Meaning*, uh, a book by Viktor Frankl, who had survived. The, yeah, he survived the Nazi concentration camps, and he talked about how everything he says in his book. If I'm not mistaken, it was page seventy-five. He says everything can be taken from a man except everything can be taken from a person except one thing that is the ability to choose how you feel in any given set of circumstances. The ability to choose one's own way. Now listen to this. This is very powerful because if we recognize that we have the ability to choose, not only how we feel, but we can choose the direction of our lives, my gosh, does that change how we experience the moment? Because if we're thinking this life is happening to us, then there's really not a lot we can do. But if we think, my goodness, we get to be in this life. And now we're a part of it. Now we have a better chance to be able to direct the way we go through life. Let's go to the phone lines. Rebecca from North Hills.
3: Hi, Dr. Conti. How are you?
0: Hey, Rebecca. How are you?
3: Uh, hanging in there, doing the best we
0: can. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to you. You're going to be, um, we got held up. We were going to come in a couple weeks ago.
3: Yeah, a lot of things changed in a quick moment there, right?
0: (laughs) My goodness, was that a fast moment. How are you doing? How are you going through this?
3: I'm doing okay. Um, I'm in the restaurant industry, so that's kind of hitting hard. But, you know, trying Mm. to make sure we make, um, like, decisions that we think through, my husband and I. You know, nothing. I think your wife said it there. Just, you know, no spur-of-the-moment type emotional big changes in the midst of all this. So,
1: That's a big one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that's huge.
3: It's nice hearing you and kind of getting back on track
1: to, you
3: know, work on my own mental health as well. Because, as you know, I always set aside Monday evenings for our recovery group. And obviously those have been canceled for a couple weeks now.
0: I know. And I think there are so many people out there who attend groups and, and look for that support and aren't able to get that right now. So what are you doing in place of that um well tuning into your show so
3: thank you for what you do happy doctor's day Uh, right oh thank you i love that (laughs) i love that um no i wrote down a couple spottings i've had my moments where like my i get like racing thoughts about the like the symptoms of the virus and what ifs and things like that but trying to like not
1: catastrophize in those kind of thoughts um So that what uh, if thinking's tough. Yeah. The what
0: if thinking is tough, but actually one of the reasons why, and I'm really excited. We're going to do it when we get back to, you know, we're back in the studio and stuff. We're going to, I'm really looking forward to having you on, but that you use a very powerful word right there, which is catastrophizing. Mm -hmm. And for those of you out there who are listening or aren't familiar with that word, it means that we take an experience and we turn it into a catastrophe. And that's really, it's actually easier than what you think, because we, what we do is we use our words to say, oh my goodness, this is the end of the world. We really exaggerate it and make it into a catastrophe, and you're countering that. So tell us how you're doing that.
3: Um, a couple of the spottings that I've written down tonight just to highlight our um, feelings are not facts. And I think I struggle with that one. So it's a good one for me to start with. Um, I I love that. I also um, think a great one for some people to hear might be, uh, we do things to get better. We don't wait to get better to do things. Mm.
0: So this resonates. Listen, my wife said the other day, Kristen, you said this the other day, she said, "Don't." she was teaching our daughter, she said, listen, you don't wait till you feel good to work out, you work out. You start working out, then you'll feel good.
3: Yeah, yeah. And that might be pushing some people out of their comfort zone. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, it's you know, we kind of are all trying to make sense of some of this and our, you know, inner self, like you talked about just a few minutes ago. You know, you're in control of your inner self. And so another spotting that we use is that um, things and people and situations, all of that is outer environment. And we're only in control of our inner environment, so kind of goes along with it too.
0: And so here's something you're doing, and I'm excited to have you in the studio here. And, and it's going to happen. There's no doubt that's going to happen. But I'm excited <laughs> because you have a you have a really great way of phrasing things. And I think one of the things I've always been I just think is is excellent. Like it's it's really refreshing to hear in your voice is that just because we know this stuff doesn't mean that life's automatically just a piece of cake. So you're actively working on this stuff.
3: Well, and all these things are coming straight from the you know doctor that we kind of use as our guide for the recovery international group. And it's, um, you know, he's kind of old school and he was from another country. So it's uh, it's well before a lot of our time. But
1: um You can tell you've really internalized them, though. Like You've really made them your own. You can tell they really sit with you, and you're using them, which is awesome.
3: Yeah, and it's taken years of really treating my mental health as a business, and we Mm. say not a game, you know. Um, And the one thing that Dr. Lowe always says, too, is that we are apprentices for life, and so we're always going to be working on this, and frustrations are going to come like all the time, so it's how you deal with them. One thing I also thought of, like in the beginning of the show, just in general talking about how things are going to be different now, like the way we live and staying like further away from people. Like, um, there's probably going to be some people that I think, like, will, I don't know. I guess they'll they'll take it personally. I guess, like you said, and so how one person handles it is like how they handle it and how you handle it's different, and everybody's entitled to that. And to give people their average, like if. All right. Let's is, do this.
0: I'm going to have you Rebecca, I'm going to have you hang on cuz I want to keep this rolling. I want to keep this rolling. We got a whole lot more coming up on emotional management. Actually more with Rebecca coming up after this. 866-391-1020 is the number. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDK radio. We're back. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management. If you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866-391-1020. Right now we're on the phone with Rebecca. Um Rebecca has called in before. She's definitely going to be a, a guest on the show. Rebecca, tell us, uh, I love that feelings aren't facts. I yeah. really love that. I think it's so yeah. true because so many people respond impulsively to whatever they feel. And I think it's important to step back and realize just because you feel it doesn't mean you need to say it.
3: Yeah, and I think what I really like about our group is that we it's very simple things to think about very um like basic i guess and so as long as you i think you said this earlier too you practice and you change your thoughts and have a secure thought and so in those times when you can get emotional and start thinking about your feelings like try and stay on the facts. and sometimes you know you have to do things objectively just to kind of get back into the moment and such so I mean, it's cognitive behavioral therapy, but it's just an incredible um, organization, and has really helped me in several years of my life. You know, and I don't know. I feel like I'm blessed to have it here in Pittsburgh, and it's very in line with, you know, your message and such, with peace and zen, and
0: so much. So, I think. I think. Look, I. I, um, I see that when athletes are training to become really good at what they do. I see that it's not a matter of doing a bunch of complex things. It's a matter of doing basic physical activities, but doing them over and over again. And so I think sometimes our defense mechanism, our natural defense mechanism is to think, well, maybe all this psychology must be really complicated. Maybe it's all really like mysterious. But the truth is, as you've seen and as you practice, it's not that it's uh, mysterious. It's not that it's esoteric. It's that it's, it's simple to understand, but it's it takes effort to practice. In other words, when yeah. those thoughts creep up and we start to catastrophize, to be able to say, stop, hold on a second, it's not the end of the world. It's uncomfortable, and I don't like it, but it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It, that, that shifts things. Yeah. Rebecca, I always appreciate you. I appreciate you so much, and I appreciate you calling in. Um, you appreciate your show. thanks so much. Everyone stay safe. Thank you, Rebecca. You you. too. Sending you much peace. Let's go to the phone lines, and we have Karen on the line. Karen, welcome to Emotional Management.
4: Hi there. Um, I was looking for some tips or coping skills. I had a situation today that kind of put my anxiety over the top and kind of I was out on the ledge. And no matter what type of mindful skills I would put into my head, Uh, With everything that's going on around us, it was extremely hard to do. And um, the situation was I had an unexpected dental emergency. So most Mm. people are really nervous to go to the dentist in the first place, okay?
1: Mm.
5: Yes,
4: yes. In this time of crisis, I have a situation that, I don't know. It's the not knowing part, okay? I did not Mm -hmm. know what the problem was. All that I knew is three days ago on a Friday when you're going into the weekend, you end up and you end up with your faces full and you've got this problem, and so nobody's going to see you. So right away in your mind, you're thinking, okay, what is this? I don't know what it is. You know, do I have an abscess, whatever, and then the mind wanders, and then now you're to be mindful and watchful and, you know, be careful in the distancing and all, and all that type of thing. So long story short, today I got a hold of someone and I had to go into uh, a dental facility as an emergency. And it took everything without kicking and screaming to get in there because in my wise mind I knew I had to go, but I had such extreme difficulty in – Uh, Trying to make that trip, and especially with everything that we know uh, that's out there right now, of you know we shouldn't be doing these things unless they're absolutely necessary. So it was a tough call. So did you go? Did
0: you end up going?
4: I did go, and I have to go back again. (laughs) Mm. Mm. (laughs) I don't want to have a repeat performance of what happened today because. You know, today, the panic, I do have a history of some panic and anxiety, so that takes the anxious person, it's kind of like flooding, if you will,
0: to mm-hmm. a higher
4: level of anxiety um, that, you know, no matter what I would tell myself, uh, okay, you don't have to touch the door handle, you, they're going to have masks on, I'm sure they're going to have extreme cleaning measures in order. So on and so forth. None of that was none of that was settling in my head. All that mm. I kept thinking is, I can't have a mask on. Worst thing to do is have your mouth open, and all of the coronavirus can. You know, it's just the thoughts, the thoughts. So
0: absolutely, I mean, the thoughts. And you even mentioned, I believe you mentioned wise mind, like that concept yes. of yeah. that Right, I love that, and I love that concept. I no so wise mind. If
4: you if if it was you and you were asking me, I could give you all the wise mind suggestions in the world. (laughs) Right. Now, this is what I have found in my 61 years of being on the earth, that when it comes to myself, I cannot use the same things and take myself out of the situation and look at it objectively. I, because the panic and the fear, it's just like, it just totally goes out the window. So I'm well, to but better. think of it as
0: you are. But here's the thing: you're hard on yourself. I can hear it in your voice you're actually being hard on your. You did it because you actually went. So think about this because I struggle with anxiety too. And I think when we get overwhelmed with anxiety and we think I can't do this, so I hear you almost repeating I couldn't do it. But the truth is, you did it. You went and you did it. So you are actually practicing it. But I think you hit the nail on the head with, it's not easy. Like, you can point it out for others. You can see it for others. But here's the thing. when you, Let's say you gave me the advice. You wouldn't have to actually be going through it. And when you're doing it, you're going through it. And so, for me, I think it's really important to understand that when you take, I love the statement from Lao Tzu that the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step because... You don't have to journey a 1,000 miles at once. You only have to go one step at a time. So do I. And the truth Mm -hmm. is you already went one step. You went one step after another all the way there, and you faced that fear and did it.
4: It was was exhausting. It was grueling, but I, I, I weighed it out like this. I said, well, if I have an infection and it goes to, you know, I have some heart issues, you know, that's worse. Which, which one is it going to be? Do you want to, you can back off and not go and be in miserable pain, or you can go and take the risk, you, know, you know, risk versus benefit. In some way, somehow I got myself there, but uh, I've got to go again, and I do not want to have the same type of anxiety that I suffered with today over this.
0: Okay, so and, here's the uh, phrase. Here's the phrase. This is the phrase I'd love for you to embrace. Um, this is not comfortable, but I can handle it. And, and, and I want you to repeat that phrase honestly as many times as you're willing to repeat it. Um, this is uncomfortable. I don't like it, but I can handle it. I can handle this. Even if you don't believe it. Even if you don't believe it until you can believe it. This is uncomfortable, but I can handle it. Or this is uncomfortable, but it's not the end of the world because you are doing it. And I really want you to see that.
1: And that really helps with less cortisol pumping through you because as soon as you say, I don't want to touch a door handle, I don't want to do this, oh my gosh, my mouth's going to be open, there'll be germs, all that stuff just floods your body with cortisol. So even if you don't believe what you're saying at least you're saying things that aren't pumping your body full of cortisol and you're giving your body some, like, more positive chemistry. And then, I think that'll really help with, like, that, that kind of panic attack and that extreme sweat and all that stuff. Like, you know there'll be a beginning, middle, and end. You know you'll be able to get through it. You've already done the hardest part, which is going in the first place. You did a great risk assessment, you know, weighing your options. That was all very rational and clear-headed and, and really perfect and very commendable because sometimes going to the dentist is anxiety-provoking enough, so... You did a great so job. Good.
0: Karen, thank you so much for calling. I definitely am sending you tons of peace. Yes, and we I wish you all the best. It. You're doing yeah, it. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thanks,
2: thanks for the help.
0: Thanks. Definitely. we got a whole lot more coming up on Emotional Management on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Right by my side is my wife, who's always by my side, certified hypnotherapist, Kristen Conti. I love having you on the show.
1: It's good to be here. I ran into some traffic on the steps. There were two dogs. But <laughs> there were two got dogs here. on the steps. I got, I got here just fine.
0: You got past it. <laughs> hey, if you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 866-391-1020. Let's go to the phone lines now. Brad, you're on emotional management.
5: Yeah, good to hear your program again. I enjoy it.
0: My man, Brad. How you doing? <laughs>
5: I'm doing great. I enjoy life because... We live in the country, and I'm thankful I do live in the country. Don't have to rub shoulders with people out there, and so uh, I keep busy. I uh, was out today and got my lawn tractor ready to go for the spring, and uh, I ran the sweeper after that. and then nice. we had dinner, and I made some ham salad, so I just try to do things and keep busy.
0: But you, it sounds like you have a schedule, and I think that's a really important thing to have a schedule.
5: That's it. And uh, one thing after another, you know, if I, I didn't do anything else, I, I'd get these uh, wipes and wipe the, the uh, house down and kills the viruses or whatever, you know. And
1: Good
0: for you, Brad. So,
1: That's awesome.
0: Hey, and out in the country, you've been practicing social distancing for some time now,
5: huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. My, uh,
1: my wife and I have <laughs> been here together
5: and nobody else. And uh, very seldom we get any company. I do have a daughter. I built an extension onto my house, and she and her husband live there. And when they go to the grocery store, they pick up the grocery for us. Wow, that's nice.
1: Among the people. (laughs) (laughs) That's really nice. I think that that schedule is so important, though. I was watching the news the other day, and I saw um, an astronaut speaking about that when he was isolated and alone. I think he was alone for almost a year. and. You know they talked about like what what do you do mentally to to prepare yourself and he said that was the number one thing that he thought that was the most effective was keeping a schedule and keeping busy don't let yeah, your right? thoughts dictate what you're going to do in that moment really have something and and stick to it just like you would have to do you know in a normal day so that's wonderful brad that's great
5: yeah i enjoy life and uh, i'm well and healthy and so i retired back in 2001 and I've done a lot of work since that time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You sound busy, yeah. (laughs) But you're busy. You keep yourself busy, but you keep yourself purposeful, huh? Yeah,
5: I I enjoy life.
0: I love it. I appreciate you, Brad. I always love when you when you listen and call into the show. Okay,
5: you have a good evening.
0: You too. Sending you tons of peace to the country out there.
5: Nice talking to you.
0: You too. So my dad uh, was giving me, uh, he said, listen, as you're reaching people tonight, I think it's important to remind people to have a schedule. And you say, Kristen, like you 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 saw that uh, interview with an astronaut. And one of the great pieces of advice my dad gave is to be mindful. Like if you're home a lot, sometimes it's important to schedule like a, a formal dinner or let's get dressed up and go to dinner, even our own house. And I think that's really important. It's great advice because... Sometimes when you're home, you can almost get into, hey, it's I don't have to do anything. And to be honest, I work for myself. So technically, I can go through every day saying I don't have to do anything. But I'm an extraordinarily driven human being because I want to create my purpose. And I want you to create your purpose too. So I want you to think about what you want, what you want to do. And if that's creating family time or anything, I think it's important to set up a schedule to make yourself live in line with that purpose.
1: Yeah, and I love what your dad was saying, too. I think your mom and dad were saying it was, it's really important to, um, you know, maybe take time. Like, we might just get into patterns right now of, like, sweatpants and eating, you know, something out of a can. <laughs> or, you know, you can it can go downhill real really quickly. But I think Didn't you
0: go from your one sweatshirt <laughs> to your other sweatshirt?
1: I mean, I went to my my daytime sweats to my nighttime sweats. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there, <laughs> so that's fine. But I do um, I do think it's important. I, I love what they said. You know, you know, maybe make a nice dinner, set the table. You know, you want to. Some of that connects us back to that. You know that. I don't know if you call it a human side to us, but just kind of like things that we maybe were used to doing or we enjoyed doing. So if that's something that you enjoy doing, uh, going out to eat, maybe recreate that in your home space if you can. Maybe put on some clothes. It is good to, to check in with those other clothes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think there are some really cool things you and Kaya have been showing me some of the videos people are doing where they replicate oh, rides. Oh, I love
1: these. Listen, yes. Listen, they
0: replicate rides at Disney World, but they replay them in their own homes. They've Ta- really yeah, talk they've, about that. they've
1: really gotten creative. Um they people are they're putting together videos like maybe they had a a, tip, a a trip to um Disney World planned and they weren't able to go, so the families at home together and they, you know, will set up a ride, and they'll they'll video it. They'll set up their whole house like it's maybe one of the attractions, and they'll they'll go through everything and record it. And They're really hilarious to watch. They're they're really enjoyable to watch if you know if you have some free time on your hands, which you may. Um, <laughs> it might be a really fun thing to look at with your kids or your family. They're very cute.
0: All right. Well, here's my emotional management tip. Look, we spend many many hours days weeks months years of our lives being told what to do here's what to do show up to work at this time go home at this time hey you have a break from this time to this time and i say this often we master what we practice Matter of fact, I have a workbook by that title. (laughs) If you check out Amazon.com, you'll see a book called Mastering What You Practice. But the reality is this. We master what we practice, and if we've practiced for many years, day in, day out, being told what to do, then when we finally have time on our own, when we actually can do whatever we want to do, we are in that rote moment of, tell me what to do. And when we don't have someone telling us what to do, we forget that we have a natural inclination toward striving and when you can tap into that and find out what it is that you love when some of the best athletes in the world are stuck when they are in a slump let's say baseball they're in a slump i'm talking about major league players i had an opportunity to work with an athlete one time who made 20 million dollars a year he was in a slump and one of the things we talked about was getting back to that joy like being a little kid and loving the game and when we can tap into when you can tap into what is it that you love? And I honestly think that many people just haven't asked themselves that. What is it that I love? What do I want to do? And then the most important follow-up is to actually spend time thinking about that.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people become disconnected. I think we, we all do that. We we go through the motions of life and we're used to, um, you know, our, our patterns and things and, you know, not realizing that maybe we have an opportunity to to live life differently and to think outside of the box and do things and put uh, time and energy into things that we maybe haven't done in a long time. And maybe we can have this rare opportunity to do that kind of stuff. Um, But I also have a pro tip. Um, I think a a pro tip to to help during the quarantine could be that if you're learning how to play the guitar, Uh Uh-huh. Maybe don't play the same three notes over and over again
0: (laughs) for four hours. This sounds so specific. It's very specific. Who might you be talking about? I'm talking about you. I'm practicing the guitar. It's going to take repetition. So, listen... Kristen, she felt validated the other day because (laughs) I watched a YouTube video where a guy, I love, I'm learning to play the guitar. I have no musical talent, let's be honest. No, you've gotten very good. In all fairness, you've gotten very good. I'm getting better. But I was watching this uh, video and this uh, Tommy Emmanuel, actually, a legendary guitar player, he said, look, if you're practicing guitar... Please don't do this in front of your, your loved ones because you're gonna drive them up a wall playing the same thing over and over again and uh, I
1: mean it makes sense. Kristen I wouldn't listen said, well, to the it. same song over and over again or the same ten seconds of the song for four hours. I'm so just saying you,
0: so is your pro tip to spend some time on your own or what?
1: My pro tip is if you love your family
0: <laughs> Don't play the same notes over and don't, over again
1: and you care about their mental health. Do not play the same <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey listen if you want to hear more about our advice for life in quarantine check out youtube because we just made a video on life in quarantine and we came up with some concepts and i do want to talk about these concepts tonight for those who aren't going to go to youtube um, one of the tips that i gave and uh, we each gave three tips but one of them that i gave was recognize that your mind wants to match your body because This is one of the most powerful, uh, I believe, one of the most powerful teachings that I offer. I love cognitive behavioral therapy. I love the idea that our thoughts drive our emotions. They do. They definitely do. But that's not the entire story. The other part of that story is that our minds want to match our bodies. So let's say you're home and you're feeling agitated. You're feeling irritable. The first thing you're going to do is make up a story that it's, someone else. It's someone else in your family who's making you be agitated and irritable when the truth is it's your own agitation and irritability and then almost anything that person does can set you off. So being mindful to recognize that your mind wants to match your body is huge.
1: And that's why it's so important in this kind of different period to not make those life-altering decisions. Because you might be feeling a certain way, you might be creating a story, just because like, you're, you're feeling more chemically anxious, chemically stressed, and overwhelmed, you, know, you might be creating a story to go along with that, just because your mind wants to match your body and how your body is physically feeling. So again, make sure you don't make those huge life-altering decisions during this time.
0: And if you're thinking that I brought that up because I wanted to tell Kristen that maybe her mind's wanting to match her body and that's why she's annoyed at my guitar, you're wrong. The truth is I agree with her. It is annoying. I do play the same three notes over and over again but I'm doing it because I want to learn it takes time. What I learned from Tommy Emmanuel and what I'll do moving forward is not do those three notes over and over again in front of you.
1: But you are getting better. Much better.
0: Thank you. Congratulations. I appreciate you. Hey listen, we got more. We have more time. If you want to call, give us a call. 866-391-1020. I'm dr christian conti she's my wife christian conti and this is emotional management on kdka radio we're back i'm dr christian conti we're going through a tough time right now i don't know if you've noticed but there's something about the coronavirus out there and look when we're dealing with this it can get overwhelming there can be fears and that's natural aj writes in he says look My question is, how can I help others who perhaps are not dealing well around you, that are lashing out or generally not coping well? How do we react or not react? Thank you. AJ, great question. Thank you so much. I want to share with you advice uh, that I gave one of my really close friends the other day, and that's this. Two of the healthiest things that we can do are, the first thing is express gratitude. See, when we express gratitude, it changes our chemistry. And what happens is when we feel panicked, when we feel fear, we focus on that which we don't have or what might happen. But when we focus on gratitude, we're able to embrace what we do have. So that's huge. That's the first thing. The second thing is this, to focus as intently as possible on this moment, on the present moment. So follow me on this for a minute. Let's say that you're a boxer and you're in the ring with another boxer. And that boxer starts to throw a punch. When that boxer starts to throw a punch, you are not hit, you are not hurt, you are not in danger. When the punch gets closer, you are still not hit. You are only hit when the punch lands. Now, I'm not saying we sit back and wait until we're punched, not at all. But what I am saying is this. If we can mentally recognize that we are safe in every given moment until we're not safe, then we can focus in this moment on the reality that we are safe. So in this moment, you're safe. Saying that to yourself again and again. And Kristen, you brought this up earlier. Your self-talk, it's actually determines how much cortisol is flowing through you. So if you're saying to yourself, oh no, oh no, lots of cortisol, a lot of adrenaline, but if you're saying to yourself, I'm safe. And again, the tone of voice you say it in is, even in your own mind. If you're right. like, oh my god, I'm safe, I'm safe, that's not <laughs> right. gonna be helpful. So it's it's a relaxed tone.
1: Right, but I really love that visual about the, the boxer because um, as much as it's important to be prepared and to prevent things from happening, um, if you can and they're in your control, but if, if, you know, if you were in a boxing ring and someone, if you were spending your time saying, I don't know if I'm going to get hit, I wonder what side it's going to be from, I don't, you know, when you're, you're spending your time doing that, you're not kind of in a flow with what's really going on around you, you're distracted, you're more in your mind, so... It's harder for you to, to kind of intuitively understand when that punch is coming. So I think that's a great visual um, well, I, well, I for wanna, life. But, but I
0: want to talk about that for a minute because one of my favorite boxers when I grew up was named Roy Jones Jr. He was phenomenal, one of the greatest boxers in the history of the sport. Um, and one of the things I loved about him, because I boxed growing, I boxed my whole life, and one of the things I loved about Roy Jones Jr. was he was so good on defense. In other words, he, would, he was so tough to hit. Guys would swing left and right and miss him. But I would always focus on watching his eyes watch the punches come. And he would be very calm watching it and simply just move. He was such a phenomenal professional that he would simply just move. And I remember when I first got into martial arts, my dad told me, he said, look, the best place to be when a punch is thrown, and I I remember I was little when I started, he said, what do you think the best place to be when a punch is thrown? I said, I don't know. He said, not there, <laughs> wherever the punch is, don't be there. And it's great advice. And, but, but listen, it takes practice. So here's something you can do. Here's what I want you to do right now. Everyone out there listening, wherever you are in the world, here's the way I want to send you direct peace into your heart, whatever you're dealing with, whatever thoughts that are in your mind, here's what I'd love for you to do. I would love for you to repeat some peaceful thoughts to yourself, but I want you to notice your body language. Do you repeat those thoughts with tense shoulders, a tense neck, a tense muscles? And if you do, that's okay, but here's what I'd like you to do. (sighs) Take a nice deep breath, relax your entire body, and then once your body is in a state of relaxation, even momentarily, I would love for you to repeat those healthy phrases like, I'm okay, I'm safe, I can handle this. I can do this.
1: Our thoughts are so powerful. And I mean, if you even, you know, you talk to doctors and they will talk about patients, um, if they'd rather work with a patient who had the will to live or, you know what I mean? Like, so there's, when we have that inside of us, like it's not even necessarily something that's diagnosable, but that scrappiness, our positivity, um, and, and wanting something like that will that's inside of us is so powerful Um, And again, like saying those, those powerful words or those calming words or just being present can really change your chemistry and make you more prepared to handle any situation. So especially when you're going through something that's a little more difficult, it's great to have just a better, positive, strong, happy, confident chemistry to go handle anything.
0: Mm. This is what we have to work on. We have to practice it. So. The thoughts are there. We had a caller earlier, Rebecca, who talked about this. Great, great point, which is, yes, this stuff is pretty straightforward, but it's practicing it. It's practicing it. And look, here's where I want to push you. It's not enough to jump into the yes, but game. Oh, yes, I know that. But, and now here's my excuse for why I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Instead, I want you to focus on just the yes. Yes, yes, you know what to do. Yes, yes, you know your inner voice. Yes, yes, you have wisdom within, so let's tap into it. Let's go inside.
1: Because where, um, when you push yourself outside of the comfort zone, that's where the magic happens. So right now we're probably all pushed pretty far out of our comfort Definitely. zones. So why not just push yourself a little further get right. and get right? So I mean, you you know, just the, again, because sitting in this isn't exactly comfortable either. So push yourself a little further, get outside of your normal routines, have those, you know those conversations with yourself, those positive thoughts, those uh, reassuring words, and and kind of be your talk to yourself the way you would talk to you know a child or someone that you're trying to reassure. Use that same um, kind speech to yourself.
0: And if you're wondering, how do I practice this? can I have some support along the way? Well, I mentioned a workbook that I have, and uh, I'd love for you to check it out. It's called Mastering What You Practice. It's got over 50 exercises that are designed toward teaching you, How to be intentional as you go about your day. The more you practice the type of mentality and thoughts that will be effective for you, the better you get at it. So check it out, Mastering What You Practice. Kristen, thanks for coming all the way through all that traffic today, down the (laughs) steps past those two big dogs.
1: It was touch and go there for a minute, but I'm glad I made it. Thank you for having me.
0: You made it. I appreciate having you. If you'd like to see the video that Kristen and I made, it's called Life in Quarantine." It's on YouTube, and uh, look, I'm here every week from 8 to 10 on Monday nights, and I really genuinely appreciate all of you who tune in each week, and I'm so grateful to you. I want you to stay safe, and until next time, as always, I wish you much peace.